0: AU-100 is W-A-U-E and W-A-U-E-H-D. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. All the action is right here. This is Lee Scott Academy Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Googe Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. Now, here is color analyst Carter Bird and the voice of Lee Scott Academy Athletics,
1: Jacob Goins. We are back live at Tim Fanning Field here on the campus of Glenwood School in Phoenix City, Alabama as your Lee Scott Academy Warriors look to bounce back from a game one loss here in a must win, a win or go home game number two. Hello everybody, Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as we have a quick Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. I'm Jacob Goins alongside me is Christian Griffin, and Christian, we saw in that game one, in this best of three series, Lee Scott gave up two runs in the first on a two-run shot, they responded well with three runs in the top half of the fifth, but some errors in the field, they had four total in game number one, they give up those three runs right back to Glenwood, and the Gators win five to three, so one question before we get to the Lee Scott starting lineups, how does Lee Scott get regain and continue their momentum here in Game Two? Because after that two-run home run, Garrett West was on the mound. He really locked in and was focused to go and. After those three runs, you were up 3-2. All the momentum was on this side of the stadium with all the Lee Scott fans and the Lee Scott dugout, and then the Gators took it right back. So how do they continue and regain that momentum and then continue it to try to
2: extend this series to tomorrow? I think the biggest thing is you have to keep doing what you're doing, and then when you finally break through, I mean, obviously, the, the simple answer is you have to clean it up and you have to play the way that you're supposed to play the game. But it's, just, it, it's one of those really hard things. You're playing on the road, so you're having to create that momentum within yourself. And that momentum starts in the dugout, and it starts at the plate, and it starts on the mound. Those three spots on the field are the most important spots here through these first couple of innings because, as we saw, when you're starting to get those shutdown innings – you're starting to get a couple of those the momentum shifters. And that's when Garrett West was able to settle down. But, again, as you mentioned, now the student section for Glenwood is right here just on the other side of this press box for us. So they're going to be screaming and shouting. You have to try and keep them, eliminate them out of it. But you realize that this Glenwood team is good enough to make runs. You have to find ways to eliminate that out of your mind.
1: Glenwood averages 11 runs per game. The Warriors held them to just five, which... You say just five, but with this Glenwood team, it is just five. And so we'll see if Lee Scott can do that here in game number two. Jake Cummings will be on the mound for the Warriors. Warriors will be the home team here in game number two of the series. Yes, we're on the road, but they will be the home team here in game two of the series. With Glenwood on top, 1-0 in the series. They could win and move on to the state championship series. This has been the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It was all brought to you by Russell Two center. And Building Supply experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center as Jake Cummings will deliver the first pitch and it is in for a called strike one. And we apologize. We'll get you Lee Scott starting lineups in just a second. Glenwood will have to kind of uh, give it to you on the fly. We were unable to get a lineup before the game started and I don't think the press box got one either. So it should be interesting as that's a swing and strike down in the dirt for strike number two.
2: I'd like to think it would be relatively similar to the one that we've seen throughout all four games now facing them, and especially after a a game one win. If you're a head coach, you're not usually going to change that up. As that is chopped
1: foul to stay alive for Lane Griggs, who is off off to a good start. The 0-2 count for Jay Cummings on the mound, trying to start off for the Warriors in the right way. And Allen is ripped back into the fish net to stay alive
2: at 0-2. It's going to be a lively game. A bunch of Lee Scott students showed up for game two. And yeah, are sitting, they did. Sitting to our right, so might have some chatter back and forth going on outside the lines as well.
1: The 0-2 from Jake Cummings dropped it in, buckled at the knees a little bit, gets out of the way for a 1-2 count for Lane Graves. We'll give you your starting lineups in the infield and outfield for Lee Scott. Those are presented by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olean Price after this 1-2 pitch. And in the dirt away for a 2-2 count again. Starting lineups brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olean Price who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station after this 2-2 pitch from Jake Cummings wearing number 15 on the mound and can't catch the inside part of the plate for a full count now. So what was an 0-2 count for Jake Cummings on the mound on the leadoff hitter Lane Griggs has now turned into a full count and a potential base runner for the Gators. The payoff pitch, that's hit hard and it's down for a single and left. So the Gators get a leadoff hit from Elaine Griggs to start it off for the Gators. They pick up where they left off with a single four.
2: Elaine
1: Griggs As Pierce Edwards wearing number 11. He'll be batting in the two hole. Your starting lineups for Lee Scott batting one through nine, Sprayberry, Hudson, West, Jackson, Reeves, Cochran, Edens, Whittington, and Harper again. Jake Cummings is on the mound and will set up your infield and outfield for you after the first pitch to Pierce Edwards. As throw over by Jake Cummings from right to left. At first base is Sam Jackson. Second base, Pelzer Reefs. At shortstop, it's Hayden Harper. At third is Cade Hudson. Out in right field, it's Garrett West. In center, it is Hutch Brayberry. And in left field, it's Thomas Whittington. Lane ends behind the dish, receiving the pitches from Jake Cummings. That's outside. For Pierce Edwards, again, those starting lineups brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Oline Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse at Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. Tonight's game is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. The 1-0 pitch to Pierce Edwards from Cummings shows bunt and gets up underneath it, sends it foul. For a 1-1 count, so already to start this game. The Gators get a runner on the board, a runner on base, and they're trying to advance him in a scoring position. Yeah,
2: especially in a game two like this. You're going to go ahead and throw all of your marbles in one basket. You're, you're trying not to play a game three. You're going to scratch and claw for runs, similar to what Lee Scott is going to do. But nobody wants to play in that game three, especially not if you're ahead 1-0. You're going to do everything you can. And so far, throughout the year, this formula has worked for the Glenwood Gators. A 2-1 count. Nobody out. One runner on for
1: the Gators here in the top half of the Auburn Bank first inning. Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. Again, Lee Scott, the home team here in game number two of this series. Yes, we're at Glenwood at Tim Fanning Field, but the Warriors are the home team here in game two as Edwards shows Bunt, Cummings, throws over and Griggs able to get back in time. It's
2: a risky throw over there. I understand that you're trying to keep him from getting too far off the bag, but You know, we've seen it multiple times throughout the year. You make an error on a play like that or a wild pitch on a play like this, and all of a sudden the sacrifice bunt worked without you having to sacrifice an out if you're Glenwood. So get the fastball here, take the out that they're going to give you. That's low and out. Catcher Edens comes up, throws down to
1: first, scooped out of the dirt by Sam Jackson. Talk about a scary throw. That one right there, I don't really agree with the play. It's just such a tough play to make, and it's not that not that the, the Warriors can't make that play. It's just
2: a tough play to make all, all together. It's a very high-risk reward, and the, the risk is much higher percentage-wise than the reward of throwing him back, or that back pick to first. The 3-1 showing bunt, and it's in the dirt. Runner's going to go. As the ball gets past Lane,
1: Eddins Hudson will come in and assist him. The two base runners with no outs for the Gators here in the top half of the Auburn Bank first inning.
2: And again, it's, you know, we sound like a broken record saying it, but if it keeps coming up, we're going to keep on saying it. They're going to give you that out every single time that a runner comes on or gets on first base or even second base with nobody out they are going to sacrifice him over they're trying to give you an out and instead of being runners that second with one out you're now first and second with nobody out you're already putting yourself in a much deeper hole than you need to be and
1: an early mound visit for head coach tim hudson and the entire infield as the warriors off to a slow start on the mound and in the infield A hit and a walk gives the Gators runners on first and second. And, Christian, we'll talk about this some more. With Lee Scott losing what we would consider a winnable game in game one and what is a best-of-three series, the winner of game one in a series like that goes on to win it. Uh, I mean, it's got to be close to 80 to 85% of the time. And so, Lee Scott, how do you respond? How do you respond to a game where you felt like you had momentum and the Gators took it back, but you felt like you played a pretty good game altogether?
2: Yeah, that's the thing that's – the most frustrating is you got to te- you have to eliminate the frustration within yourself because nobody's going to be more frustrated okay. than uh, Lee Scott team because you put up three and you took a lead, and all of a sudden you gave three back in the bottom half of the inning. You eliminate one or two pitches, and that's what's crazy is you give up only five runs, as we mentioned. You still played a heck of a ball game. You give up four runs on four hits. You obviously can't necessarily eliminate those four hits, but you eliminate a couple of those mistakes. You start playing the game the right way. You make the plays. You take the outs when they're given to you. You put the game together, piece by piece. A big swing
1: on pitch number one takes Jackson Milam down to a knee. He's got an 0-1 count. Throw over to first is off the bag, and runners are safe at first and second. Nobody out. Glenwood looking to strike here early, looking to pounce on the Warriors in the top half of
2: this Auburn bank first inning. Sun st- starting to set over that right field dugout, so shadows creeping into right field as well as that right field line. We'll see how much the sun plays a factor for the left fielder and the center fielders for the first probably three three innings.
1: Well, you can see them doing this right here yeah. as they've got the the hat their hand up above their eyes, trying to they're not looking for a golf ball, they're trying to blind <laughs> the sun, as it will be a major factor for I would say the next thirty to thirty minutes to an hour of of what could be in a very interesting and, and very very competitive game two and a best of three winner moves on to the state championship series in Montgomery next week. Cummings triple take on second base. Kicks and fires and it's inside. Out of the way is Jackson Milam for a 2-1 count.
2: We talk about a golf, golf swing from Milam, I would say, in that first inning of game one. Hitting that two-run homer again. We talk about a Garrett West... With that 0-1 fastball or one curveball wasn't a bad pitch at all. Took it off the shoe tops and inside out of it and got it into that jet stream. Carried it out, but again, we'll hope they're not looking for a golf ball with another swing like that.
1: That pitch way up and out from Jake Cummings trying to reel it in on a 3-1 count and avoid a
2: bases-loaded jam in the top half of the first and nobody out. There's already action in that Lee Scott bullpen, which is something that you never really want to see without an out being recorded yet in the ball game. Cummings kicks and fires, hit hard into
1: right center. Caught a little air. Back at the wall is Whittington. Yeah. Makes the, or it's, it's West. Excuse me. Makes the grab and will hold everybody at first and second. So a nice play from Garrett West to park himself underneath it and throw it all the way into Kate Hudson at third. And the runners tagged up, but they weren't able to advance. And the first out of the game is recorded. A much needed out and
2: for Lee 20, Scott. Yeah, really good pitch there. Got in a little bit on Milam. And a hitter like that, in an advantage count, if you're able to get in on the hands, that shows that that fastball has some life to it. And again, we talk about it. I mean, that ball drove West back almost to the wall before coming in a step or two to make that grab. Any other park, it looks like a routine fly ball. But I mean, with the wind and that short fence. Oh, looks like it flies
1: dropped in for a call and strike one like
2: that,
1: yeah. as Brandon McCrane steps in for his first plate appearance in game number two again at least got student section just off to our right here in the stands uh, be swinging off the chest plate it was foul tipped from on, off a of lane ends at an 0-2 count for Brandon McCrane, with the runners on first and second for the Gators. No score yet between Lee Scott and Glenwood, but action early here in game two. It'll
2: be a big momentum out here for Jackson. I'm sorry, for Cummings. Being ahead
1: of 0-2 and turned and didn't throw anywhere and we will reset. Well, Jake Cummings, again, we're getting you the Glenwood lineup as we receive it. But a chance to make a couple of plays with third base open. Ground ball to the left side of the infield would be perfect right here. And McCrane steps out and resets at the batter's box.
2: McCrane was in a similar situation like this last game, oh, his last time up. Lined that single into right field gave that gave the Gators the lead. Well, it tied the game at that point. Jammed up straight into the sky, touches a
1: cloud or two, and the grab is made. For round number two for Sam, Jackson comes over at first base, and a lot of times you'll see it a, a miscommunication between first base and the pitcher. And the pitcher tries to make the catch on the mound and gets thrown off by the angle. He got out of the way, and Jackson makes the grab. Round number two. Yeah,
2: really good job there from Jackson to take command of that ball in the infield. You never want the pitcher to have to be the one to field that ball. He's he's dealing with the mound. So much more, you're running in. That's so much of an easier play for the first baseman or third baseman if it were on that left side. So really good job there from Jackson to take control of that that pop-up. Number 14, the left-hander Wyatt Tharp steps in.
1: It takes the first pitch from Jake Cummings high upstairs. We appreciate you all tuning in here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app, that's 100.3 FM, on your radio dial there in Auburn and Opelika for game two between Lee Scott and Glenwood in the state semifinals in this best-of-three series with the Warriors trailing one game to none. That's in the dirt, and we say the dirt. For ball number two but here at tim fanning field if you missed our discussion back in game one it's actually turf the batter's circle there with home plate and the batter's boxes it's turf and it's turf down back behind it as well and even down the base paths but the infield is grass so we actually saw a uh, a very interesting and and Comical and wild play back in game one, as that's on the inside part of the plate for a called strike one. What'd you see from True Guy back in game one as he was rounding third? The wheels were turning uh, and
2: almost cost Lee Scott a couple of runs. I was about to say, we, we say it's comical, <laughs> we joke about it being comical. It wouldn't have been if he would have been tagged out. Yeah, rounded third and that right angle where the dirt meets the grass, meets the turf. And he rounded third, took a step, tripped, took a couple more steps. Tripped again as that fastball is in there to even the count at two and two. The throw from left field I don't think was necessarily made to get him out at home. And then all of a sudden he tripped and all of a sudden the play became that much more close and was able to dive in just ahead of the catcher's tag. So yeah, it's a lot easier to laugh about it now that, (laughs) that we scored and ended up putting the three spot in that inning. Two's across the board now, Cummings peeking
1: back at second, delivers, and check swing, it's in the dirt, but a good stop behind the dish for late ends. Runners will stay, and a true full count now. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Jake Cummings trying to get out of an early jam here in game number two.
2: That was a good pitch and a good take there from Farp. A little mind game here, because if you're at the plate, you got to be thinking fastball, full count here in the first inning.
1: Payoff pitch outside
2: upstairs, ball number four. He did get that fastball, but we've seen a couple times so far, and I feel like that's been what we've seen from, or from Jake Cummings on that mound. He's missing arm side with everything. He's missing up and into those right-handed hitters and to those left-handed hitters missing up and away. So, well, what about
1: something we saw with Pearson Little when he had Lane Ends his catcher, actually move over? In, in behind the plate a little bit, and it seemed to help his control out. Here's a ground ball to Hayden Harper, throws it second, gets that out, and that will do it as Jake Cummings gets out of a bases loaded jam. Now we're still scoreless as we head to the bottom half of the first. Lee Scott reminder the home team here on the road in game two of this best of three. The Warriors coming up to bat. Sprayberry, Hudson, and West do up for the Warriors when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic
3: bending stretching walking the simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain when that happens the orthopedic clinic is here to help the orthopedic clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs physical therapy and sports medicine with offices conveniently located in auburn and opelika the orthopedic clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion visit the to schedule your appointment today
4: Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road.
0: Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action.
1: To the home half of the first inning for your Lee Scott Warriors here on the road in game number two of a best of three in the state semifinals versus the rival Glenwood Gators. I'm Jacob Goins, he is Christian Griffin here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. As Tyler Sykes wearing number 23 is on the hump for the Glenwood Gators. It is Sprayberry, Hudson and West. That's Hutch Sprayberry, Cade Hudson and Garrett West two up for the Warriors here in the home part of the first inning and before we went to break we were talking about Jake Cummings missing his pitches on the arm side and I talked about how Pearson Little in game one actually had lane ends move over a little bit, and it seemed to help his control.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those things where you're mixing up angles. You're mixing up the sight that you're seeing. If all of a sudden, you're seeing the catcher miss on the outer half of the plate, or set up on the outer half of the plate, and you're missing further than that, have him set up a little bit just to change, that, change your location of where you're trying to throw the ball, and if you miss a little bit more on side, then it's right there on that block, and you can still get that call, and as you mentioned, that was a great job from Pearson Little after having that meeting with Tim Hudson in game one making those adjustments. You, told, you, see, you saw him told, tell the catcher to set up a little bit, and that was all he needed to make that adjustment.
1: Sprayberry leads things off for the Warriors, shows bunt and misses it in the zone for strike number one. Sprayberry, the left-hander, leading off a ground ball to the right side, but it's foul for an 0-2 hole. Lee Scott in there navy blues navy blue tops navy blue pants with a thin white stripe going down the side white numerals or white numerals on the back white letters on the front red numerals on the front glenwood changed their jerseys from game 1 to game 2 they're now in a lighter brown camo looking jersey with white letters and white numbers on the
2: front as well a little digital camo something that we didn't see in any of the games earlier this year as that's outside for a one-two count.
1: So, yeah, the, the digital camo a little bit with the white pants, white letters with the orange trim around the letters and numbers. Here in game number two, Tyler Sykes delivers the one-two. Ground ball up the middle. It's a slow roller Comes over. Can't make the play. It's short. And the Warriors have a base runner to start
2: off the bottom half of this Auburn bank first inning. You saw that ball hit right on that front collar where the grass meets the dirt on that infield trim lining. And Instead of being a chopper, it almost turned into a, a straight ground ball, and it ate up ate up the shortstop, who we believe is Milam.
1: Yeah it, looks like, yeah, it looks to be Milam. Again, we unfortunately did not receive lineups, and that's okay. We'll, we'll kind of get it as we go. We're just playing the game within the game. As Hudson takes one in near the hands, but it calls strike one.
2: Again, you see that whole entire left field wall so much brighter than the rest of yeah. That sun playing a big factor, especially as that continues to set up probably for the next inning and a half. Yeah, it looks white. The wall looks yeah.
1: white in left field compared to the green around the rest of the way. That's up inside for a ball one.
2: Love to see Kate Hudson get a couple big hits here in game two. Yeah, he made contact in game one, but
1: we just know the power that Kate Hudson has can really get this Lee Scott offense going with a runner on first. Reaches out for it to the shortstop. Milam can't make the play at second. Throws across the diamond, and the first down of the inning is recorded. But the runner advances, so all in all, a successful A-B for Kate Hudson.
2: Yeah, definitely looked like a hit and run. You could see he was swinging at that regardless Obviously, easier said than done. You'd like to see him try and poke that to the right side with the second baseman covering. But as you mentioned, nonetheless, moves the runner over and gives, gives Garrett West the first opportunity to scratch across one in the score column.
1: As the pitcher turns and thought about throwing home for the pitch, then turned and threw to second and almost gets away on a wild sequence. Sprayberry able to get back safely. As Garrett West steps in, starting pitcher in game one, he'll be in right here in game number two, wearing number 19 in the third spot of the batting order. Shade continuing to creep in from the right side to the left. First base is completely covered and about halfway to second base on the infield and in the outfield is Shade and sun will continue to set over the next inning or so before the lights will come on here at Tim Fanning Field. 1-0 count to the right-hander, Garrett West. Awaits the pitch. As Sykes hikes the leg and then
2: turns and fakes the throw over to second. With the shortstop, Milam holding on Sprayberry at at second. There's a big hole on that right side of second base. Gives a lot of ground up that middle. I like to think if Wes can hit one on the ground to the outfield, I like our chances with Sprayberry scoring.
1: One's across the board, one ball, one strike, and one out. To West chopper near and into the Glenwood dugout. There's actually a, a, a net up in front of the Glenwood dugout, so that's
2: what saved the players down there. Sykes, it's all presence at the mound, but when he's delivering the ball almost drops down and delivers at a three-quarter angle. So a lot of a lot of pre-pitch movement from where he starts to where that ball is actually released.
1: Left went down for it on a swing and strike three. Slowed it down a little bit, did Tyler Sykes, and West couldn't figure it out. He strikes out the first one of the day for Tyler Sykes, and two away here in the bottom half of the Auburn Bank first inning with no score between Lee Scott and Glenwood, but a runner still in scoring position for the Warriors, as Sam Jackson,
2: your starting first baseman, steps into the batter's box. Yeah, the first off speed that we've seen from Sykes, hard to think with that release point that it's a curveball, definitely looking like it's trying to be a wipeout slider, Unfortunately, Garrett West is the first one to see it and saw it with two strikes, went after it and couldn't make contact.
1: Sam Jackson takes the first pitch up near the numbers on the inside part of the plate for a 1-0 count. Lays off of that one upstairs for two up. Getting started early for Lee Scott is something that's so important. They were unable to do it in game one. If you have a chance to do it here in game two with a runner on second, two outs, got to take advantage against what is a high-powered Glenwood offense.
2: It's close to a balk right yeah, It's there. pretty close. Yeah, it is. With the pickoff, it's it's different. but
1: Well, he hikes that leg up so much and then just spin. He's trying to spin around real quick. I wouldn't be surprised if Sykes gets called for one eventually. Jackson laid off the off-speed for a 2-1 count.
2: So we've seen three of those sliders now and pier, pretty much behind home plate. I wonder if it'll get passed down. He comes comes set a little bit differently with that. As you can see, that fastball right there, he twists his body a little bit more. Is that front leg twisted back a little bit more, looking to get a little bit more rotation on his arm when he's throwing that slider. So being the baseball mind that I am, I I see it and I'm thinking that I'm hoping that that gets gets passed down eventually, which is something that has to happen in
1: baseball and it happens everywhere where you have to got to help your guys out. If somebody picks something up, you got to relay the message and 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 get it across and somehow get it to to the guy inside the batter's box. But yeah, I
2: think in the the biggest thing that you're thinking of now is that World Series game with McCullers pitching to the Phillies. You saw Bryce Harper pick up on McCullers tipping pitches and all of a sudden threes and fours early in the innings for those Phillies picking up on on whatever McCullers was tipping his pitches with.
1: Here's the 2-2. Jackson, dribbler in the foul territory down the third baseline. And yeah, this is not involving any trash cans or anything. This is just <laughs> picking up a pitch and picking up some movement and, and strategy is what it is. And that's what makes the game of baseball so interesting and just so different from everything else. And, and hopefully... Sam Jackson's getting some advice right now on a 2-2 count with two away. Runner on second here in the bottom half of the Auburn Bank. First inning, no score between Lee Scott and Glenwood Sykes. Delivers a 2-2. Jackson swing and strike three. Took the cut upstairs on the fastball and couldn't get to it. And strikes out for the second one for Tyler Sykes. No score between Lee Scott and Glenwood. We head to the second here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
5: This is Zach Osterbrook with Osterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, and uh, personal injury. Osterbrook Law Group can help you 14 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach, 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values, Osterbrook Law Group.
6: No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers
0: You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics.
1: A scoreless first inning here at... Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School in Phoenix City, Alabama as your Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators battling in game two of a best of three series here at Glenwood. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is game two of the best of three in the state semifinals when Glenwood taking game one by score five to three. Lee Scott trying to bounce back and force at game three right here tomorrow. As Cummings' first pitch, it's a hard hit ground ball to the shortstop. Harper comes up, throws across the diamond, scooped out of the dirt by Sam Jackson. And Lucas Holman is retired for out number one.
2: Yeah, good job there from Cummings getting ahead. That fastball on the outer half of the plate. Holman chased after it and got first pitch out. Aaron Picture's Burton. My
1: apologies, Aaron Burton. Steps in for his first plate appearance and a nice-looking curveball taken on the outside part of the plate. Strike one.
2: Burton was 0 for 2 in game one before being pinch hit for in the bottom half of the fifth inning. West high, kick and delivery, and ground ball
1: ribbed back into the backstop a rapid 0-2 hole and this is what Lee Scott needs to do for themselves on the mound is get Glenwood hitters into 0-2 holes and try to secure outs. Cummings working quickly now, delivers the 0-2. How about a call? Strike three on the outside corner. Jake Cummings, his first strikeout on the evening.
2: Just a great sequence there. Goes back-to-back curveballs. First one fools Burton. Second one, he's way out in front. Goes right back to where those curveballs ends up. Paints the fastball on the outer half of the outer half of the plate. Perfect pitch there. A little good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
1: Cummings back to work on a first pitch strike to Jack Griggs, with one batting in the eight hole here in game number two.
2: So many times you hear that the pitcher's enemy is the first inning. I feel like the first, even in, even in the MLB, you see guys they struggle to get out of the first, but when they do, they finally get settled into that rhythm. And we're hoping that that's where Cummings gets to now.
1: He delivers another pitch strike right there for an 0-2 count with two away, looking for a 1-2-3 inning. One more here, Jake. Cummings kicks and fires the 0-2. And hit into center field, back is Sprayberry and makes the grab. Three up, three down for Glenwood as we get to the bottom half of the second. Scoreless between the Glenwood Gators and your Lee Scott Warriors. Stay tuned. More Lee Scott baseball coming up here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
8: This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their
0: 114th year of serving their community.
8: This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you.
7: Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0.
0: Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help?
9: I hear y'all are undefeated.
0: Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC.
8: Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams, but it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top-quality furniture you can because they've got it wall-to-wall, so you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day, or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture
0: Express, your
7: express way to save me.
1: Lee Scott coming up to bat. Pelzer Reeves, Landry Cochran, and Lane Eddins in the home part of the second inning as we are scoreless between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators as Pelzer Reeves steps in. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network.
0: AU 100 is W-A-U-E and WAUE HD. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network.
1: First pitch from Tyler Sykes is low and away for ball number one. Appreciate you all tuning in to Lee Scott Baseball here on AU100, au100fm.com, and the AU100 app. I'm Jacob Goins on play by play. Christian Griffin joining me here on the broadcast. Pelzer takes a hack at it, tipped it into the glove for strike one. A fantastic turnout for game one earlier this afternoon, an even bigger turnout for game number two here in Phoenix City. Lee Scott fans made the quick 40-minute drive over here for what is a three-game set in the state semifinals. Winner will move on to the state championship series next week in Montgomery and will take on the winner of either Bessemer or Macon East. As The chopper down the third baseline is into foul territory for a 1-2 count.
2: We'll see for hitters, this is probably the toughest time of the day to hit. Just about the entire infield covered with shadows. A little bit of sun on that mound. You can see Sykes with that sun right on that mound. So you're almost looking into the sun, but then the ball is in the shade for 55 of the 60 feet 6 inches when you're trying to track it. Yeah, pretty much the only part
1: of the infield in the sun is the third base bag. And that is pretty much it. Everything else is in shade. As Pelzer has worked himself into a 2-2 count. And went fastball, rung him up on the outside part of the plate. Strike three, and Pelzer doesn't agree with it. And I'll tell you what, I don't either.
2: That's one of those fastballs right on that black. It's one of the ones where, Number 10, if you're a home plate umpire, you see it more times than not. If you hit the spot, they're going to give you that call. Catcher set up right there. Sykes delivered it, and he got the call. And don't look now. That's three straight strikeouts
1: for Tyler Sykes on the mound and delivers a first pitch strike to Landry Cochran. Your designated hitter batting in the sixth spot this evening in game two. Sykes working quickly on the mound. Big swing and miss for Landry Cochran.
2: Andrew Cochran, one for three in game one. Sykes stares in, takes his time, shakes
1: off one, and finds a pitch he likes, sets up. Cochran on an 0-2. Got him down the middle, strike three. Talk about good morning, good afternoon, and good night right there.
2: Back-to-back, looking strikeouts, four straight. Yeah, you can tell that When Sykes gets into a rhythm, he wants the ball. And as he's getting the sign, he's already starting that windup. The best way to respond to that is either call time or get a runner on base, and that'll mix up the timing. So that way you're having to come from the stretch rather than the windup.
1: Another strike delivered. And the first pitch to
2: Lane Edens, the catcher. Sykes is picking up where Cummings left off in the top half of the inning. Cummings through seven pitches, all of them strikes. I don't think Sykes is on the ball here in the home half yet either.
1: With an 0-2 count, thanks to Lane Edens swinging and missing on that. And there's just no time as Sykes works again. Here's the 0-2. That's in the dirt. There's the first ball of the inning.
2: Yeah, one pitch away from Immaculate.
1: You don't see that too often. I don't care what level of baseball you're playing. Two away, nobody on. A one-two count to the catcher, Eddins, for Lee Scott. And a tie ball game at zero between your Warriors and the Glenwood Gators. Here's the one-two from Sykes. Same pitch, same result outside of the dirt for twos across
2: the board. You can still see it there on that slider. He's trying to get that extra rotation. You can see it almost makes him fall off the mound a little bit farther than he would on that fastball.
1: Sykes delivers the two-two hit, grab ball, that's fair. It's past the third base bag and into the left field as Edens will round first and he will stand on second base, a perfectly hit baseball,
2: and the Warriors get their first hit here in game two. Yeah, Sykes tried to run that two-seamer in on the hands of Edens. With that barrel speed had enough power just to hop over that third base bag. Actually came to a stop, just foul in left field. But with how far the left fielder was shaded over, it's two bases easy, even for you. Okay. Okay. All right. I didn't know we had turned to that already,
1: but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Brings up Thomas Whittington, one of the few left-handers on this Scout roster. And he jumps on the first pitch and rips it foul over the Glenwood dugout. But with two outs... Lee Scott has to find a way to bring in a run and break this thing open. We're tied at zero, in the bottom half of the second inning.
2: And We talk about ways to scratch momentum and to bring that momentum. Two outs on six pitches. That's close, very close to a balk right there. Started to started to come. Yeah, Coach Hudson is. Yeah, Coach Hudson. Yeah. He's, he's fired up. Well, yeah, he started his motion to come set and then stopped. That's a that's a balk. But starting that momentum, you got two quick outs. If you can scratch together two quick hits. As Whittington pops it into shallow left, and the grab is
1: made for out number three. So Lee Scott gets a hit from Eddins, can't bring him around, and a pretty successful inning for Tyler Sykes. We head to the third, scoreless between Lee Scott and Glenwood here in game two of the state semifinals here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app.
4: Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road.
0: Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here.
2: You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. To so the top half of the third we go in a scoreless game here in Tim Fanning Field. Once again, we remind you, Lee Scott is the home team in this game, too. The best of three matchup. So is Jake Cummings ready to deal to the top half of the order. Lane Griggs, Pierce Edwards, and Jackson Milam here in the top half of the third inning. Well, we have just a minute of a break. The Braves lead the Marlins 8-4 to four in Miami. The Mets dropped game one of the doubleheader to the Pirates, 6-5, and trail 6-1 to one here in game two. And the Dodgers are going to walk off grand slam to beat the Phillies 10-6. So if the Braves can win tonight's game against the Marlins will jump another game in the NL East as that ball is lined oh, yeah! to Pelzer Reeves he will make the grab for a quick out number one We've seen him a couple times now, two of three innings chasing that first pitch and getting out of it.
1: And, Christian, a good way to start with the top of the order. That was Lane Griggs, number two, who is the leadoff hitter for Glenwood. You get one pitch and one out. A fantastic start uh, for Jake Cummings, who's back on the mound.
2: And, again, it's one of those things. We saw him get a little rattled in that first inning. We can see him start to settle down. Went one, two, three, seven pitches, seven strikes last inning. So he's now throwing eight pitches, eight strikes. He's gotten four outs on those eight pitches. That ball is lined into center field. That's Sprayberry with the speed, they We're able to cover ground. And we'll have time to make the play. So just like that, we're talking about chasing first pitches. It's now nine pitches and five outs. And the lights have come on here at Tim
1: Fanning Field. Just a slight bit of sun on that back left portion of the wall, but everything else in shade as the sun just about to be back behind the trees off to our
2: right. This is out there. the right. His first time up. Had blow in game one, hitting that first inning two-run homer. But other than that, and held at bay. One 0 misses up and out. We just count of two balls and no strikes. Got two quick outs, gotta get that third one here, can't can't give up free passes, especially not with two outs.
1: And especially to a, a very loaded Glenwood lineup. 2
2: is downstairs. So just as quick as he got the two outs, is now in a 3-0 hole to the Gators three-hole hitter, Jackson Milam. misses outside, so a four-pitch walk, and Milam takes his jog down to first, and the guy that delivered the blow here in game one, Brandon McClain, digs in, popped out to first, his first time up, you see the least got outfield shifting accordingly, A little bit of a shift on. Middle infield straight up. Jackson holding on. Milam at first as McCrane watches the first pitch curveball. Miss outside. So five straight from Cummings. Look to see if he just tries to deliver one down the heart of the plate and see if McCrane... Wants to go on Another pitch down the middle of the plate. They're striking fire over to second. And Milam is caught stealing a great throw there from Eddins. And that brings all of the Lee Scott Warriors out of the dugout and all the fans to their feet. We talked about a couple base running mistakes. Looked like Milam slipped a little bit. Didn't get the best jump. But nonetheless, that arm strength from Eddins. Guns down Milam at second. We head to the home half of the third. No score. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
8: out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams, but it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can because they've got it wall to wall so you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture
0: Express Your express way to save me. 9-1-2.
2: 9-1-2. Hayden Harper watches the first pitch for ball one. Grounds one to short. Milam will have time to fire over and make the out at first. So quickly one away here. Flips the lineup for the Warriors. Hutch Sprayberry and Kate Hudson do up for the Warriors. And it is Nothing, nothing game. A true pitcher's duel. We felt like the first game was even though eight runs are scored. Sprayberry will this Sprayberry reach base safely. Slid off the home half of the first. On the error. It's a shortstop. And will reach safely again. I think that's a questionable error on the second baseman. Is he once again? We saw what the least got a couple times. That hard hit ball, the short hop, rather than getting your body in front of it, trying to olay and field it off to your side. You got a piece of it on the leather, but not enough. I think that one's going to be rewarded a hit. Is that ball? That ball was hit pretty hard. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. I'm struggling to figure out which one I wanted to go with. That. I mean, I feel like I'm going to give that one's
2: hit. the one that's not. That's. I don't feel like you could say as under the the field of routine. Right, right. It's a play that should be made. But nonetheless, Sprayberry is awarded first base with one out. Kate Hudson swings and misses through that first pitch fastball.
1: Sprayberry on base for a second time in, in just two plate appearances. I look for Kate Hudson to square one up right here. And putt, try to put a barrel on a baseball. If there's a time for one of the seven seniors to do it, it's Kate Hudson, and it is to do it right now with a runner on base with just one away. It's time to let loose and hit this baseball.
2: We got one is on the outer half of the plate in there for a college strike. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins on the call here. Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. We're here in the home half of the third inning. Kate Hudson in a hole, no balls, two strikes. No, no, nothing, nothing. Your score here in game two at Tim Fanning Field. Here <laughs> no. too, Sprayberry's off and running. The fastball is in, is in the dirt, but it's a called strike and Sprayberry is caught stealing. So to strike him out, throw him out on a pitch that I'm pretty sure was in the dirt, but gets the call. And just like that, the Warriors Spark has ended here in the home half of the third inning. No comment, man. No comment on that. You see all of the Lee Scott Warriors coaches kind of shaking their heads. One goes out to talk to him. We head to the home half of the, or the top half of the fourth inning. Nothing, nothing. Your score here between the Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators. You're listening to Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience
7: and knowledge from the pros.
2: Nothing but zeros on the scoreboard as we head to the top of the fourth inning. Jake Cummings on the mound looking to deal to Brandon McCrane, Wyatt Tharp, and the six-hole hitter, who I believe we do not have yet. Now batting for the Gators, number 12, Brandon McCrane. But Brandon McCrane digs in watched two pitches last at bat, but Milan was caught stealing. It's almost been a, maybe not a what you can do, I can do better, but it's definitely been what you can do, I can do too, as we saw Cummings in the second inning throw seven pitches, seven strikes, and get out of the inning. Sykes threw what I believe was 11 pitches, got three outs. Top half of the third inning, the Gators, or Eddins, throws out the runner at second, and in the home half of the third inning, Hutch Sprayberry gets gunned down at second, so... I'd say we're dead even so far as Brandon McCrane watches that second pitch outside as well for ball two.
1: Yeah, and going back to how that third inning just ended, Kate Hudson struck out, in quotation, struck out (laughs) on a pitch that just wasn't anywhere near a strike. And then that pitch is lifted into foul territory, going after some vehicles. Almost took out somebody on the cell phone. (laughs) But going back to that inning and how it ended, Hudson struck out looking on a pitch that was not a strike by any means. And then Sprayberry as you mentioned, got thrown out at second. That could also be in quotation. Yes, it could. And so just a, just a bad way to end the inning. At least God's got to find a way to shrug it off here.
2: That 2-1 is fouled. Oh, I'm sorry. It's popped up into the heart of the infield. Sam Jackson will take control. I lost sight of it. Well, you look that way, contact. so I look yes. that way. I lost
1: <laughs> it in the lights. And Good thing, though, Sam Jackson didn't lose it, and he got one out recorded here in the fourth.
2: Number 14, Wyatt so Brandon McCrane does in his second at bat what he did in the first, a pop out to Sam Jackson at first, and Wyatt Tharp digs into the left-handed batter's box to face Jake Cummings for his second time. Tharp drew a walk his first time up. First pitch, misses out outside for ball one.
1: And think about what Jake Cummings has done. He gave up a single and a walk to start this game, recorded two outs, gave up another walk, and was able to get out of a bases loaded jam And he's only given up one walk since, has retired everybody else. So good response for him. We talked about that a lot with Garrett West in the first game and with Pierce a little as well. And I think Jake Cummings has earned that respect and got to finish it out here in this fourth inning.
2: Well, I think one of the best things, too, is we've seen numerous examples of teammates picking each other up. We saw... We saw West on the mound with a pass ball when a runner was trying to got to second for that first time. West picked him off at second. So you saw him picking up Edens at the plate. We've seen that happen a couple times where someone might not get the job done, but the teammate's there to pick up their back behind you. 3-0 fastballs down the heart of the plate. Brings the count to 3-1 and one. to the Gators' right fielder. 3-1 is swung on and lifted into left field whittington we'll have plenty of room we'll camp under it and make the play for out number two good job there from from cummings we've talked about it before the ability To get soft contact when you're behind in the count, especially 3-1. That's happened twice now with Milam and with Farp. To get soft contact when you're behind in the count shows that that fastball is lively and they're not necessarily picking up every single pitch that you're throwing.
1: And I'm glad the uh, broadcaster's courage didn't come back and get Jake Cummings right there able to (laughs) climb out of a 3-0 hole and deliver a first pitch strike right there to Jacob
2: Page. So it is Page in that sixth spot. That pitch is lined into right field. West, a few steps away from the wall, will have room and time to camp under it. So just like that, we are halfway home here in game two. Warriors looking to survive and advance to tomorrow. We'll see what they can do with the plate on the other half of this break. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
7: Come in assist on the
8: car stereo shop hey it's steve from the car stereo shop in auburn and yes we are still in auburn right behind ctu our new address is 1823 Opalaka road turn in between badcock furniture and ctu and you will be looking at us newer bigger better location but the same great customer service come see us at 1823 Opalaka road or call us at 887-8422
9: your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode then you realize you've spent 5000 hours on conference calls 8000 hours in meetings a million hours working late all to take care of your customers but you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank Troy Bank and Trust today tomorrow and always the only bank you'll ever need Troy Bank and Trust member FDIC
0: You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics.
2: Garrett West, first pitch swinging. gets one off the end of the bat. Third baseman, Griggs, makes a good play to stop it from in the hole, but then throws it away. So just like that, Garrett West will be awarded. They're choosing to give him the hit on the scoreboard.
1: Okay, I, I mean I we'll <laughs>
2: we'll give him one. We'll give
1: him one as well. I think I mean that's more than likely an error because as you mentioned, Griggs scooped it up, made the made a heck of a grab to get over there to it, just overthrew the first baseman Brandon McCrane, and the Warriors have a base runner here in this fourth inning.
2: So West reaches base. Sam Jackson, Pelzer Reeves, that one two three spot here in the home half of the fourth inning. Sam Jackson watches a first pitch, miss low and away. Jackson swung out swinging his first time up, one of four straight at one point for Tyler Sykes, who has five at the moment. We see Jackson try and lay one down. Didn't necessarily look like it was a sacrifice. Definitely tried to bunt it down that third base line, but bunted it fouled down by the Glenwood dugout. So an even count here, we'll see if Jackson Uses the sacrifice point here to get that run at a second. He is up in front of the box, but he is swinging. Navarro runs in on the hands of the Warriors' first baseman. We can see that two-seam fastball with Sykes, especially with that delivery. I don't know if it's necessarily supposed to be a two-seam, but that natural tail with the arm slot that he has. If it starts on that inner half of the plate, by the time you're swinging, it's going to be up on the fists. And that's one we've seen a couple of times. It starts on the outer half of the plate, and ends up right down the middle. So the fastball is definitely a tough pitch, especially mixed in with that slider and with the tempo that Sykes is working with. I feel like we've seen him get the ball and go.
1: Yeah, tempo is an understatement. He he wants to go, go, go. He'd rather. I mean, as soon as he gets the baseball from his catcher, he's set up and ready to go. And so Lee Scott's got to find a way to to throw the timing off a little bit, take their time at the plate, even if it may throw them off a little bit, try to get any advantage on the pitcher that they
2: can. And one thing that I'm seeing that I'm liking from the Warriors hitters, we see Sykes throw over to first, but more than half the time, it's one of those lobs. First baseman McCrane throws it back quickly to Sykes, and he's immediately on the rubber trying to mix up that tempo as that ball is chopped down the third baseline and just foul. Luckily, just foul. Sam Jackson... Wasn't more than a step or two out of the box.
1: Well, that's what the third base coach for Lee Scott yeah. was just saying. He was doing the running motion. He said, hustle out of the box, because if that's fair, if you go.
2: First, he's throwing him out at first and second. One, two, count. Ball is lifted down the first line to the Bermuda Triangle. And right fielder, far pull for room to make play. Number one, but i talking about Sykes so seems to flip that ball over McCrane. It's the first, it's the first to die back. McCrane hurry flips it back over to Sykes. He's immediately on the rubber, already coming set. And so that's what you're talking about. He's trying to keep that rhythm and that momentum and the tempo, even with runners on base. So if you're the Warriors hitters, step out, get your sign again, give your guy a first time to regroup and get that lead off at first before you step back into the box. Right, and you understand that from a pitcher's perspective. I mean, you got to flow. You want to keep it. Stop all his line from Pelzer Reeves into center field. Unfortunately, Burton didn't have to take, but maybe a step and a half to his right to make the play. So another ball hit right on the screws. I feel like we've seen it happen numerous times for the Warriors here so far through a game and a half just can't seem to find the ball to drop repetitively. Even when we get a guy on, I feel like we had a couple times where he hit a ball right on the screws, right to the shortstop at Milam, and it was just an inning and a momentum killer because Mm -hmm. two hard-hit balls and nothing but a 6-4-3 to show for it.
1: Oh, that buckled him a little bit. First pitch
2: to Landry Cochran, yeah. He's not expecting first-pitch curveball there, but he's seen it now. Outfield. In a no doubles mentality trying to prevent any ball from getting in the gap they'll take one of the balls down the line because that fastball is fouled straight back so cochran immediately in a hole no balls and two strikes two away here in the home half of the fourth inning nothing nothing your score here at tim fanning field warriors trying to extend their season dropping game one five to three earlier this afternoon in the nightcap here You have to do.
1: Just off to our left here past the press box it looks pretty full to me I don't know if you can see it from where you're sitting but it looks pretty full I'm no uh, I don't know I don't I don't know if it is or not but
2: <laughs> that Slider is swung on and missed so Sykes now has six K's on the evening And, man, this game is flying. Donuts all around the scoreboard, nothing nothing as we head to the top half of the fifth inning. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
8: At Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rocks and reels, gear and apparel as an independent family business. Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors on Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net.
0: Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action.
2: Jack McKay on in relief following Jay Cummings' wonderful outing. Wonderful, to say the least. Only giving up two hits, no runs. Worked out of a first-inning jam, and other than that, seemed to settle down. So Jack McKay looking to continue that momentum. Thank you all for tuning in. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins on the call here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. And, Jacob, we were talking about it over the break. In a a scoreless game like this, in a very low-scoring game, Lee Scott's going to have to do something that they don't usually do and don't necessarily feel comfortable doing. But you're going to have to find a way to scratch across a run, whether that's playing small ball, whether that's hitting runs, stealing bases. You're going to have to try and figure something out.
1: Yeah, And this Lee Scott team, they've got the skill and the power to do it, and they prefer to stand up and just hit the baseball and try to put singles and doubles on the board as that is line foul. And out of play. And, and that's what Lee Scott wants to do at the plate is they want to stand up and they're confident enough in their hitting abilities, really, I mean, all through the lineup to stand up and hit the baseball. And, and really you only see maybe Hayden Harper and Hutch Brayberry show bunt most of the time. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. They're going to have to find a way to play small ball. And as we get into these later innings, 5, 6, and 7, the Warriors are going to have to do something they may not be comfortable doing.
2: A 1-1 pitch to Lucas Holman misses up and in brings the count to two balls and one strike on, Jack, and again we talk about the small ball that becomes a much bigger factor when you are the home team and here in game two the lee scott warriors are the home team as that ball is chopped to kate hudson at 30 fires and makes the play at first for out number one so mckay comes in and gets the first batter that he faces
1: it's one of those plays as a third baseman for Cade Hudson who's played that position for so long and is the senior third baseman. A lot of people would want to come up and run up on that ball, but it pretty much bounced right where the dirt and the grass meet, and he was he waited on it. And a lot of times you see people, uh, whether it be broadcasters or coaches, they say, run up on that ball, run up on that ball. But he actually made the right play and waited on it, and he used his accuracy and his speed to get it over to first base. That
2: first pitch fastball runs up and in and hits. Aaron Burton. Yeah, as you mentioned, you can see you can see him almost take a step in and immediately take three or four steps back, because that long hop is so much easier to feel than that short hop. And knowing that the ball was hit relatively hard, he was going to have plenty of time to fire over to first to make that play. So Jackson Griggs digs into the right-handed batter's box following the hit-by-pitch from the Gators center fielder. We'll see if the Gators choose to play any small ball here as they're trying to flip that lineup back as Jackson Griggs is in that nine hole. Kate Hudson's thinking so, and he does show bunt. Pulls back on the fastball that misses downstairs. But We saw Kate Hudson, before he even squared, was four or five steps in on that infield grass. And he's
1: pretty much even with Jack McKay on the mound on that third base side.
2: Middle infield and double play depth, so a huge hole on that right side but Griggs does show bunt and chops it foul over the catcher, so it even count one and one.
1: Griggs in that nine-hole spot. If you're able to get an out and get the second one, the lineup will flip, but a chance for Lee Scott to only see maybe one of the top of the order for Glenwood. Or if you could turn two, you will not have to see him until next inning.
2: Throw over to first, but nothing doing there. Again, it's a risky call. You see, Glenwood is also having that same strategy talk that we were having, finding a way to str- to scratch one run across, trying to get a runner in a scoring position, even if it means doing that with two outs, where you're just one single away from trying to get a run into this game. That ball is bunted. Air from Sam Jackson he lets it go foul. What did the umpire just and call it? The umpire just gave a warning on both sides. So Griggs wanted it down the first base line, and Jackson wisely let it go foul. But it looked like Griggs almost lowered a shoulder running down that first base line. I think think you would have lost the battle regardless. But Tim Hudson's over there talking to the talking to the home plate umpire, saying, "Hey, our guy has the right to field the ball before anything else."
1: Yeah, and then the the infield umpire came up and pointed at both sides and said. Strike one.
2: Like, I think he said, "Yeah, like that's your warning." Right, basically right, right, right. Sides, that's, but
1: which I don't know why it's. I mean, we're in the. I mean, shoot, we're in the fourth inning of game two. I mean, we these teams have talked all night long. Right. These Fans have talked all night long. You can. I'm sure you can hear the student section there on our broadcast. And in, when when Glenwood's student section gets going, you can hear them too. And so, I mean, I guess they're trying to get control of it. But I didn't hear anything that was said that was been any more than what we've heard so far.
2: No, I agree. But with that one two count, we'll see if he still tries to show, and he does. Yeah, get there. the throw over there but nothing doing but we did see there Griggs did still square to bunt so we'll see here if he can get a foul or can see if he can keep it fair or if Hudson weighing on the plate pulls back as that yeah. fastball misses outside evens the count at two balls and two strikes another risk reward play right here for Glenwood Burton with a short lead over at first. 2-2, Griggs squares again. That ball is that ball is bunted, but it hits him in the box, so that's a strikeout. Off his helmet, that's a strikeout,
1: because that's in foul territory. It's a great call, partner. A huge out for the Warriors.
2: And you see the Lee Scott Warriors giving, giving Glenwood a taste of their own medicine. With their little call right there. But, yeah, again, that's just one of those one of those calls that has a lot of risks to it and tried to push it down that first baseline, but it hit him in the box. So give McKay his first strikeout of the evening.
1: Doesn't matter how you get it, just got to get it. And it's not a, a matter of not knowing the rules. I mean, he has coaches all over the field, does Glenwood. So they told him to stand up there and try to bunt away, and he did and, and didn't get away with it and got burned.
2: Shows all the faith that they have in Lane Griggs, who digs in with two outs here in the top half of the fifth inning. Once again, no score your game, or no, no score in the game, only three hits combined. As that ball is lined off the edge of the bat to center field. Hutch Sprayberry dives and is unable to make the play. That ball bounces into right field. A play, to play will not be made, and just like that, Glenwood takes a one-nothing lead. You see the speed of Burton come into play there. Sprayberry did everything he could to come in and make a diving play. Off the heel, glove rolled into right field. And with two outs I think it's the right call. I do. I think it's it, it, it's a it's a judgmental call
1: and it's a 50-50 ball and Sprayberry came running in. A tough play to make.
2: Oh, uh, talking about the dive? Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You were you are selling out and I mean I think he might have had the ball until he hit the ground.
1: And, and look, this is a semi this is state semi finals, man. This is playoff baseball. You got to go up and try to make a play and, and Sprayberry did. A for effort for him. Just couldn't quite get there and then uh, you had West throw it in and just a little throw off the bag, but it wasn't they weren't going to throw a
2: burn anyway. He was, he was booking it around third base. First pitch to Pierce Edwards is fouled back off the inning. Yeah, once again, I don't think there's any question that you're selling out your body to try and make that play to end the inning. Just an unfortunate sequence of events as, as West went to go help Sprayberry in the gap. Uh, and unfortunately, it got by both of them. It was up I'll hit off the heel of the glove and rolled.
1: Jack McKay still on the mound, has a 2-2 count. Nobody out, runner on second for Gators, thanks to the leadoff double from Jackson Milam. That one upstairs for a full count now. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scout Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Reminder that tonight's game is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. The payoff pitch for Jack McKay and turns and decides not to throw it to second base and will reset on the full count to Brandon McCrane who is for 0-2 so far today with two flyouts looking for his first hit and a timely one it would be for Glenwood.
2: I saw him come come up with that timely hit in game one. Warriors looking to prevent that here in game two.
1: McKay delivers the payoff pitch, lifted into center Sprayberry, parks underneath it makes the grab for out number one and the runner will stay at second base. So what looks to be an O for three day for Brandon McCrane
2: here in game two. Yeah, good pitch there. We've seen him get in on the hands, all three at bats for Brandon McCrane. He barreled that one up but was late enough on it. Or it didn't have too much power on it. And Wyatt Tharp will be intentionally walked. Interesting call here
1: from lee scott they intentionally walked a a batter back in the first game and they decide to do it here and gives you the double play opportunity a better chance of the double play
2: opportunity it is or it does we're hoping that this intentional walk will pay off it did not pay off for the warriors in game one as that ended up being a tying run brings up jacob page who takes a first pitch strike low in the zone
1: page 0 for 2 on the afternoon Runners on first and second, one out. Here in the top half of the sixth inning, Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 1 0. McKay kicks and fires. Swing and strike, a lazy swing, hit the ground, and the Lee Scott student section feeds off of that.
2: I don't know if I've ever seen somebody get up as fast as he fell down right there, knowing
1: that. Hey,
7: quit smiling! That's
2: embarrassing! <laughs> well, uh,
1: Take that from the Lee Scott student section, if you will. Sun is down, lights are on here at Tim Painting Field. The 0-2, Jack McKay trying to get a strikeout here. And foul tip towards the Glenwood dugout. Reset at 0-2. The massive inning for Jack McKay on the mound at Lee Scott right now.
2: It is, yeah. You can keep it one. you got six outs to work with. I would like to think that the Warriors can find a way to scratch one. On the board, but uh, yeah, two, or, two or three. All of a sudden, that eliminates the small ball aspect, and that—that's when you're going to have to start creating rallies. Okay,
1: spins, throws to second. Tried to get there. Good stop at second base from Pelzeries. And, and look, in this situation, I yeah. just don't like the—I don't like the decision. It's just. In baseball, I'm not, I'm not even a fan at the professional level of throwing around, trying to pick people off. Sure, it's cool, and sure, it's great when you do it, but it just doesn't happen so many times, and it just leads to bad things. The 0-2 from McKay, swing and strike three, hits the ground, they secure the strikeout, and two outs here in the top half of the sixth.
2: Yeah, so far, that intentional walk. Has been successful with that Jacob Page strikeout. But as you mentioned, just with the situation, I understand that you're trying to keep him closer to second to prevent him from scoring on an infield inning. But with how deep Rayberry is up to bat. Or I'm sorry, with how deep Rayberry is in the field. Uh, should have Mason McCraney stepped into bat. Uh, that ball gets past Pilsner Reeves at second you're easily having two runners in scoring position.
1: Mason McCrane will see his first action today. Did not play any in game one and has yet to play here in game two, but he'll step in, the powerful left-hander, with the runners
2: on first and second with two outs and lets the first pitch go for ball one. And you said it had to have been injury-related, right, why he has not been, been I in the game? Because, I would I mean, guess so.
1: I mean, he, he's we a... We saw him
2: in, in earlier in March and had... Couple doubles. I mean, was a guy that was another hard out, but we've yet to see him until tonight. And lays off of that one on the inside part of the plate to
1: even it up at one apiece. Yeah, not hundred percent, but I mean that—that's where your mind goes. Not hundred percent sure what the what the issue was, but seeing his first action here in this semifinal series. As McCabe. Peaks back at second, delivers the 1-1, and McCrane checked his swing. And they point to the infield umpire. And if you're having to point to the infield umpire, you're not going to
2: get the call. Well, especially not in high school with two-man crews. If you're able to point down the line, you have a better opportunity. But with with a two-man crew and that umpire standing in between the mound and second base, yeah, he's not going to be the one that's going to be able to give you that angle on a check swing.
1: The 2-1 from McKay McCrane lays off of it and a call it's strike two to put twos across the board two balls, two strikes, two outs and uh, they may have been gifted one there partner. Yeah,
2: That's a generous call we'll take it nonetheless, brings twos across the board
1: There's a big pitch right here for Jack McKay runners on first and second, Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 1-0, the 2-2 to Mason McCrane. McKay kick, fire and rip, foul back into the fish net to stay alive
2: McCrane was very late on that pitch, but did just enough to foul that off. Feels like he almost fouled it out of the catchment.
1: Again, resetting
2: on the 2-2 with two outs, two on. And you want action here because you don't want to get the full count where the runners would get a head start. The 2-2. And it's outside, can't catch the
1: zone for a true full count as tensions build on both sides here at Tim Fanning Field. Temperature dropping just a little bit as we get into Into the 8 o'clock hour. Temperature in the stands and on the field, not so much, but us for the broadcasters. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner on first and second. The payoff pitch. Ground ball to Hudson at third. Scoops it up, takes his time, throws across, and is there for out number three. And the Warriors get out of a jam and avoid any damage thanks to the leadoff double. Warriors trail by one. We head to the bottom of the sixth here in the state semifinals. Warriors trying to extend their season here on the Lee Scott Sports Network by the Orthopedic Clinic. The Warriors are down to six outs to try to extend their season, and it starts with Kate Hudson here in the bottom half of the six. Jacob Goins, alongside me, is Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic and partner. We are hoping and praying and wishing this is not our final broadcast of the year, as Glenwood took game one five to three in this best of three AISA Class 3A state semifinals, and they lead the Warriors one nothing. and Hudson flies out to third. It was a line-out, if you will. One pitch, one hit. And one out. Yeah, we've
2: seen it so many times throughout this game. The Glenwood pitchers are trying to get ahead with that first pitch fastball. And it's the third or fourth time that we've seen it, just first pitch hit right on the nose of the barrel, but just right to one of the Glenwood defenders.
1: So Hudson, one of those seniors who, unless the Warriors just get absolutely hot, may have just seen his last plate appearance in the Lee Scott uniform. Hard hit ball from Garrett West to the shortstop side. Two pitches, two outs. That's not what you're looking for if you're Lee Scott.
2: It's not. It's not. Regardless of the situation and how good the pitches are, you're trying to create a base runner here. And I obviously understand that you know, getting hits is doing that. But you want to see some pitches. You want to work the at-bats, get a quality at-bat, and try and pass the torch. Well, with two outs here in the home half of the sixth inning, Sam Jackson Swings and misses through that first pitch. Big swing on a strike right there. Out. Outfield reverse shift on Jackson. So if Jackson's able to turn on one and line it over to the third baseman's head, it's an easy two-bagger. Now on. it's lowing out to so make it a 1-1 count.
1: And a reminder that in game two, we are here at Glenwood, but again, Lee Scott is the home team, so they do get the... hit him. Yeah, it did. It caught him on the elbow. Caught him on the elbow. Lee Scott brings up the, the, the go-ahead run to the plate. But as I was saying, the Warriors will benefit from having the bottom portion of the seventh inning if they need it. And it looks like we're going to have a pinch runner come in for Lee Scott. That is Blowmeyer, number 18, will step in for the Warriors.
8: Pass back.
1: Let's go. Your attention, please. Now running for the Warriors,
7: number 18, Boomhauer. So close, PA announcer,
1: so close. <laughs> Almost! <laughs> At least dude, it's keeping us entertained here. That was close, Boket. Okay. That Phoenix City
7: education. Therapy. Oh,
1: goodness. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> Oh, Reeves. I think he got hit too. Pelzer's trying to make the argument, and so is Landry Cochran. So is head coach Tim Hudson. Everybody's fired up about it. It caught him. Yes, it did. That is awful.
2: I mean, it, it did hit the jersey. But once again, it's one of those things where if Cochran gets hit, he needs to immediately start making that jog to first because if the first thing the umpire is going to look at is how he reacts to it.
1: Right. And if you're ha- again, if you're having to go to okay, they so got I- it. They gave it to him. The Warriors have a runner on first and second, two hit by pitches.
2: But, but again, here it's, come the Warriors. Again, it's one of those things though that your job as the batter is to, you know, if you get hit, you know you know what your job is. Your job is to start running to first. So regardless of how hard it hits you or whatever it is, you will, you have to be the one to make that call for yourself and then the umpire will go with it if you don't sell it or if you don't Act like it hits you, then you're not gonna get that call more times than not. But beneficially, that home plate umpire was paying attention. And I mean it was the correct call again. It It was it It absolutely
1: was. It absolutely was the correct call. And so Warriors with a two-out rally. Runners on first and second brings up the designated hitter, Landry Cochran. And a no better time to live up to your position title (laughs) than right here. As it's still Tyler Sykes on the mound. Deliver the first pitch upstairs for ball one. And it's two outs. The runners are going on anything. If he's able to put one, maybe in that right center field gap, there's a big hole over there, or even down the third baseline, either one lays
2: off a pitch down the middle for strike one. Again, I feel like this is one of those moments that when you're eight and nine years old, it's one of those moments that that you're dreaming of, being able to be up to bat with your team relying on you here in the home half of the sixth inning. Some ball is check swung on and fouled. Again, it's a a really big moment for both sides here.
1: Landry Cochran, one of the seven seniors on this roster, has a one-two count with two away in the bottom portion of the sixth inning and a one-nothing deficit trying to be a hero for the Warriors as Sykes kicks up, throws back to second, able to get back in time as Blomeyer. and we'll all reset on a one-two count the seniors have done a lot on this team and trying to bounce back here on the one-two, ground ball to the right side, right to the first baseman stares him down, taps on first and the Warriors down to three outs as they trail one-nothing leave two on and another opportunity, unable to cash in. Glenwood leads one nothing as we get to the final frame in the seventh inning here at Tim Vanning Field on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
4: Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AED specializes in parking lot, private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing. Locate at 615 the Road.
1: Six down and one to go here at Tim Fanning Field. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood one to nothing in game two of the state semifinals. Winner moves on to take on the winner of Bessemer and Macon East. Glenwood took game one five to three earlier this afternoon. And the Warriors trying to extend the season, extend the series, and take on Glenwood in a game three tomorrow afternoon here in Phoenix City. Jacob Goins with you and Christian Griffin alongside me here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as nerves are high here between fans, players, coaches, broadcasters. We're all all on the edge of our seat here as the Warriors looking to keep Glenwood scoreless in the top half of the seventh inning and McKay starts it out with a strike.
2: Again, it's a big ask, but I feel like this is the biggest and most important inning, obviously, of the year. So a zero here and a stressful one. To bring some momentum back to the dugout for the home half of the seventh inning would be huge. As it's a
1: 1-1 count, nobody out, nobody on. A 1-0 lead for Glenwood in the top half of the seventh. That's down Broadway for strike number two. And a new batter, Landon Shea, wearing number nine. He is in for the Glenwood Gators in the right-handed batter's box. McKay kicks and fires the 1-2 outside in the dirt. But a good stop behind the dish from Lane Eddins to make it a 2-2 count. Come on, Jake. Get him right here now. McKay stares <laughs> in, kicks and fires. And chopped foul to stay alive at 2-2. 2-2, nobody out, nobody on. McKay staring in at Landon Shea. Takes his time on this 2-2 pitch. Winds and fires. Dropped it in there, caught strike three. He wants it go right by, and McKay records another strikeout. One away here in the seventh.
2: Really good breaking ball there from McKay. Started it right at the right-handed batter. He turned his inside shoulder. and it broke right over that heart of the plate. For a very important out number one, it feels like in big situations that first out is always really hard to get. And another new batter for
1: the Glenwood Gators, Eli Bankston. will step in. Right foot, then left into that right-handed batter's box facing Jack McKay, who has recorded the first out of the top half of this seventh inning and puts one down the middle for strike one.
2: Can't say enough about all four pitchers that we've seen so far through these two games. No doubt about it. The 0
1: 1 from McKay. Little low inside the, or outside the zone, excuse me, for ones across the board. You're absolutely right. All four pitchers have done their jobs here today in game one earlier this afternoon and here in game two. And I think
2: the most important thing is they're challenging them. And I feel like that was one thing that we didn't see in either of the three games beforehand in March. You know, as I said, it was 14 walks in the series. So. That's a hard thing to, to overcome on the mound. So you're sitting here, you're challenging those hitters. And really good, I'm mean, going to applause all four of them so far. The 2-1 from
1: McKay, got him swinging to even it up at two apiece. And you can feel the playoff intensity in this ballpark right now. You can feel it from the stands, from the field, from the players, from everybody. You can just feel the playoff atmosphere here in Phoenix City. 2-2 from Jack McKay. Got him swinging upstairs.
2: Strike three. He Two went, down in the seventh. Went with that elevated fastball. I and got Bankston to chase. And head coach Tim Hudson jogs out to a mound. Brings the infield with him. See what the game plan is going to be. Is It'll be the top of the lineup for the Gators. So I'm sure it's... We do have an arm in the bullpen. We'll see if they choose to make that run. But I feel like with how McKay is working, I feel like there's no reason but to stick with McKay for right now, especially with two quick outs. And he does. He gives an applause to his pitcher. Asking for one more big out. Well, I think he's earned
1: it. I mean, McKay has come in and, and pitched really, really well. He got stuck in a couple of jams, but he's also found his way out of it. And so... Uh, I think he he has absolutely earned the right to be in this moment. Here in the top half of the seventh inning, two outs. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood one to zero in a win or go home situation for the Warriors. The first pitch to Lane Griggs is in there. Can not get the call though. Ball one.
2: Off speed miss just upstairs to the leadoff hitter Lane Griggs. It was two for three in game two.
1: McKay stares in, winds, and delivers. Jammed him up a little bit. Can't find the zone. Look good from our angle in a 2-0 count.
2: Umpire gives the signal of it being up. If anything, I thought it was in. Okay, taking his time. The
1: 2-0 on the outside part of the plate. Framed really, really well by Lane Edens for a call at strike one.
2: Yeah, I think that was a little bit of a, a, a pick-me-up call, <laughs> a make-up call <laughs> yeah, right a make there. Yeah, make-up call. As soon as absolutely. that pitch was thrown, I shook my head thinking it was going to be 3-0.
1: But a 2-1 count for Jack McKay puts it in the dirt for a 3-1 count and a hitter's count, that is, for Lane Griggs with Pierce Edwards in the on-deck circle. A 3-1 from Jack McKay. And f- rips it back into, into the netting, into the uh, almost into the press box here at Glenwood but a true full count. Nobody on. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. McKay battling with Lane Griggs trying to keep his team alive as they trail one nothing. McKay winds and delivers the free 3-2 and got him swinging. The payoff pitch pays off for Jack McKay, and the Warriors have a chance. They are alive as we head to the bottom of the seventh, the final frame, as the Warriors try to tie it up or take the win here in game two against Glenwood. The bats are coming up for Lee Scott in the bottom of the seventh on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
7: Coming assist on the
8: car stereo shop hey it's steve from the car stereo shop in auburn and yes we are still in auburn right behind ctu our new address is 1823 Opalaka road turn in between badcock furniture and ctu and you will be looking at us newer bigger better location but the same great customer service come see us at 1823 Opalaka road or call us at 887-8422
1: Three outs is what Lee Scott has to at least tie this game in the bottom half of the seventh. Here on the road at Glenwood, Lee Scott the home team in game two of a best of three series in the AISA Class 3A state semifinals against their rival Glenwood Gators. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic.
2: And Lane Eddins due up for the Warriors here in the bottom of the seventh. And if there's one guy you want up to lead off the home half of the seventh inning, it's Lane Eddins, two for two on the afternoon in game two. Both of them doubles.
1: Lane Eddins, Thomas Whittington, and as of right now, it is Trent Truitt who came in for Hayden Harper in that nine spot. That's outside. It is, still, it is still Tyler Sykes on the hump for the Gators. He delivers a first pitch ball
2: in the dirt. I think the best thing you want to see here is you want to see those least guy hitters where it counts. You want to see they need a base runner. Even if you had a home run, it's only a solo shot. you got to try and get a base runner on. Because that's down the middle. Four strike one. Warriors have three outs
1: to tie it up, to send it to extras, or three outs to even try to win this thing and force a game three tomorrow here at Tim Fanning Field. Edens popped up. Shallow right, not even going to make it to the grass. Second baseman comes in, one away. Thomas Whittington will step in again. One of those left-handers on this team, trying to get something going in the bottom half of the seventh, and avoid sending Glenwood to the state championship. First pitch to him lays off of it. Ball
2: one. Like to see if Sykes gives Whittington fastball in the outer half. See if he can rip one over the third base bag or the third baseman.
1: Whittington lays off of it outside and a called strike. There's no way.
2: There's no way. It's outside. We saw the at-bat that Whittington put together against Sykes his last time up. Ended up grounding to third but saw what seemed like 10 or 11 pitches in that at-bat.
1: Ground ball hits the third baseman. Whittington hustling down the bag and the Warriors have a base runner here in the bottom half of the seventh. It was hit at the third baseman. It was Griggs who couldn't quite handle it off his chest, and they just sort of jumped on the baseball and let it sit right there as Whittington hustles down to first, and the Warriors bring up the game-winning run in Hayden Harper.
2: Yeah, we saw it's very similar play to what we saw with Kate Hudson where he took that step in and took a couple steps back. Griggs kind of was caught standing flat-footed, short hopped off the chest. Exactly, that's all you can ask for is Whittington to get on base. Sykes is a little upstairs outside for ball one. And if if Harper can get on, it will bring the top of the lineup back for Lee Scott. Harper lays off a one, had some movement on it when it came into the zone to put ones across the board. Yeah, that's fine. You're not looking for a 1-0 slider right there. Sykes throws over. Again, we see it, the, the soft flip over and immediately back on the rubber. If you're Lee Scott, are you aggressive here with a runner on first? You have to be to an extent, but I would not say to the point of of sending Whittington. The 1-1. One, one. Harper dips out of the way. 2-1. Oh, if he stays in there.
1: If he stays in, he may take one off the elbow, off the top part of the shoulder, possibly. let will see another throw over from Tyler Sykes, who is going for a complete game. For Glenwood on the hump, the 2-1 count to the shortstop Hayden Harper. Runner goes, big swing, misses, catcher comes up, the throw is there, but not in time, and Whittington is safe, so a risky play for Lee Scott. They send the runner, and he is safe, and it's a 2-2 count for Hayden Harper. The tying run is in scoring position.
2: Yeah, it shows the perfect pitch to go on, and I feel like that's the one thing. If you were going to go, you had to get the big leg kick. He had to get a fastball. It wasn't necessarily right down the middle. Catcher set up inside. It was on the outer half. It was a strike, but wasn't necessarily the fluid motion that you're looking to try and gun a runner out at second.
1: The shortstop awaits the 2-2. Check to swing. It's outside in the dirt. A good stop behind the plate to make it a 3-2-1. Three, three balls, two strikes, one out with a runner on second. And Lee Scott trailing 1-0, trying to tie it up here in the seventh. Harper awaits the payoff pitch. Put the barrel on a baseball. It's popped up into the right field. Parks underneath it. One out is there. The second out is made in the outfield, and the runner, Whittington, will get back to second base. So put the barrel on it. Just got a little too high, and the Warriors are down to their final out. Oh,
2: man. How else would you rather have it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dramatic as usual, as it always is, between Lee Scott and Glenwood. As these two schools see each other so often in postseason play. On, Back to the top of the order, it's Hutch Sprayberry. On, one of those seniors for Lee Scott, one of seven. Trying to extend the inning and a first pitch strike. Runner on second. Two outs, 0 1 count to the one hole hitter, oh. Hutch Brayberry single,
2: there will be action at the play because there's no way you're holding the runner at third.
1: And that's on the outside
2: for a 1-1 count. We've seen that call to strike before. He didn't call it that time to even it up. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you hear that saying that's the exact same pitch that was previously called a strike, so (laughs) it's almost like you got to pick a side either. Both of them are striker. Both of them are ball.
1: Senior Sprayberry awaits the 1-1 and lays off on a changeup for a 2-2 strike. That's not the right call. It's not the right call. We tried to go with that backdoor breaking ball, and it just did not get back to the outer half of the plate. One-two count, two away. Runner on second. Lee Scott trails one-nothing trying to survive here in the season. And it's upstairs. Laid off of it for a two-two count. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner on second. And a one-nothing deficit here in game two. Warriors win or go home in 2023 in the state semis. Sprayberry, the two-two and took it on the outside. That's a risky take right there. And a true full count. Three balls, two strikes, two outs, runner on second, Warriors trail, one nothing in game two here in the state semis. Sykes, steps up and jumps off the mound. And everybody will reset, the tensions are high. A true playoff atmosphere. It feels like a championship game, but the winner of this will move on to the championship game. The 3-2 to Sprayberry. No. Strike three. A delayed strike oh call. Oh, my God. It ends the season, and head coach Tim Hudson can't believe it. He can't believe it. The home plate umpire is storming away and Tim Hudson is fired up. He can't believe the call. He stood there for three seconds before he called a bad strike three. And that's how the game ends, that's how Lee Scott's season ends, is on a horrible call. A horrible call, it wasn't a strike. It wasn't a strike and the home plate umpire said let's go home and rung up punch sprayberry. He rung up Hutch Sprayberry on the biggest delayed call you're ever gonna see. And Glenwood heads to the state
2: championship game. I mean it's turf behind home plate, but good lord, if it was dirt, the catcher would be full, would have more dirt than the, than the baseball inside of it. I mean that is that's not something that you can you can't end the game on something like that. That's just I mean ugh.
1: Glenwood heads to the state championship game. They'll take on the winner of Bassimer and make an East Lee Scott season. Is in the book. Stay tuned. The Orthopedic Clinic post-game show coming up. We'll talk about it. Wrap up the 2023 season for what was a very successful one in first-year head coach Tim Hudson's reign at Lee Scott Academy. Warriors fall one nothing in game two, and the Gators are heading to the state championship game. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic
3: bending stretching walking the simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain when that happens the orthopedic clinic is here to help the orthopedic clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs physical therapy and sports medicine with offices conveniently located in auburn and opelika the orthopedic clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion visit the to schedule your appointment today
4: Every sports team has a glue guy,
3: the unsung
4: hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opalanka Road.
0: Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network.
1: Lee Scott falls in game two of the state semifinals in a best-of-three series after falling in game one, five to three to Glenwood. The Warriors fall one nothing in game number two. On a very controversial call to end the ballgame, game. The Warriors were in business in the bottom half of the seventh in a... It was just, it was the wrong call is all it was. And a controversial play there at the end on a strike three that rung Hutch Sprayberry up and the Warriors fall to Glenwood, 1-0. This is the Orthopedic Clinic post game show at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you on the web at theorthoclinic.com. Christian, we talked about it. it. You couldn't have asked for anything else besides the win, right? And you, you didn't want it any other way. Such a dramatic series between Lee Scott and Glenwood. And it came down to it came down to the final pitch. It really did. It came down to the final pitch. Lee Scott gave themselves chances to win. They held what was an extremely high-powered Glenwood offense to six total runs in 14 innings total. Nobody in the state has done that all year. But that's a 40-plus win baseball team that Lee Scott just hung with in two games. They fall short, and the Gators are heading to the state championship game. Your thoughts on uh, on game one and game two in this series in the state semifinals?
2: I think it just starts with, with the play on the mound. I feel like that's where the applaud needs to go, whether it's Garrett West, Pearson Little. Uh, yeah, Jack McKay and Jack McKay Cummings and, in there this we game. Go. In game two, just, I mean, again, nobody's nobody this year has held this team to an average of 3 runs in a combined two games that's just it's hard not to to overlook that call and to look at the season look at the season as a whole which in Co- in coach Tim Hudson's first year a very very successful year and I mean again it's really all that you can ask for you uh, you, you were not the favorite in this game you were playing underdog and to give yourself a chance to win not only in not only after getting swept in the, the regular season game, or rather series, game series, but just to give yourself a chance to win. That's all you can ask for. And just unfortunately, the chips didn't fall in the favor of Lee Scott this evening.
1: Lee Scott meets out in right field as they have after every single game, win or loss. And it's it's been one of those – those are one of those traditions that head coach Tim Hudson has brought here to Lee Scott Academy. It's something that they did at Auburn. It's something they did in the pros. He has come into this program – and I, the, talk, the few times that I've had the chance to talk to him, he talked about changing a narrative, right? Changing how this team saw themselves, how this baseball program saw themselves, and how other people saw this. If we are back on, uh, we're working on getting it uh, back on the air. We were accidentally unplugged in the press box here at Glenwood. That's where we're plugged in to get all of our stuff. And so uh, hopefully, hopefully we are, we're trying to get back on the air. If we're not, we'll just have to wrap this thing up. But. Yeah, just talking about how Tim Hudson came in, changed the narrative, and you had seven seniors on this team. and And want to say and shout those guys out. A very special group of seniors on this team at this school. A lot of them are. A lot of them are multi-sport athletes. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of them are multi-sport athletes, and we saw them in football with a state championship this year. We saw them in basketball. That made it to the Final Four. And we saw it in baseball as they get to the Final Four as well. And, look, congratulations to Glenwood. That's a team that is going to play in a state championship for the third time this year in all three major sports. They played in football. Lee Scott defeated them. They beat Lee Scott in the semifinals. They went on to win the state championship in basketball. And, and look, there's a good chance they're going to win it in baseball. That's a really good Glenwood squad. It's a 40-plus win team. But, uh, again, it seemed like Lee Scott – they outplayed Glenwood today. I, I truly, I can truly say that. I, I know we're Lee Scott Sports Network, but Lee Scott played some of their best baseball here today. No, it wasn't clean. It wasn't perfect. They had some errors. They had some errors in that first game where, if those things didn't happen, they probably win that game. And in this game, you just got to get a couple of hits. You, you lost one nothing to a Glenwood team that averages 11 runs a game. And so, I think if you're Lee Scott, yes, it hurts. It hurts to lose in the state semis, and it hurts to lose to Glenwood. But they got to be proud of what they did this season.
2: Well, that's the thing is, we talked about it's hard to overlook the box score and the L and that the game column, but the progress that this team has has made throughout the year and again, a special shout out to those seniors with coach Tim Hudson in his first year. He comes in tries to change the narrative and he tries to change the culture of this program but he can only do so much. It starts with the leaders in that group, and those leaders are the seniors, those seven guys that came into the locker room that have been with the program for three years. All of a sudden, their senior year, everything gets turned around. It starts with them, and they're the ones that have to buy in, get the rest of the younger guys to buy in as well, and that's how you're going to see that progress. That's how you're going to see that culture change, not only in the school, on the team, that the fans notice, but it's one of those things that you see that your, your area guys play. All of a sudden, hey, this, this Lee Scott team is not the team that we're used to seeing. They're changed. And we gotta bring our A game and I mean again, I don't I don't disagree with the fact that if you're looking at a two game series and you're seeing that the better team did not win tonight's game, I, I would not disagree with all. You're you're three pitches from undecidingly winning that baseball game, but but if you were in that Glenwood dugout right now, you were sitting there going, like, wow, we like this Lee Scott team came to play and they arguably, yeah, outplayed us this evening.
1: Came down to a controversial strike call. We won't we won't harp on it too much. It. It, it was the incorrect call, in my opinion, and, and look, Lee Scott still would have had to score. They would have had bases loaded, but they would have had to make some noise and had to have they would have got a hit in something they just didn't do a whole lot in this in this second game. And so came down to that. It's unfortunate. Lee Scott falls one nothing here in game two. They fall five to three in game number one in this best of three series in the state semifinals, and Glenwood will head on to the state championship
2: series. They'll take on either Bessemer or Macon East. And just before you sign off and do your closing, I just want to give a special thank you to you, to Lee Scott, and to all the fans that have tuned in and listening to it. There's not many opportunities where a kid in college gets to to call radio games with one of his buddies that you know it just doesn't really get to happen and so to be able to have an opportunity like this to to allow you to risk your job to <laughs> to make me feel good make me sound good because you know you're relying on me just as much as I'm relying on you and so to have that faith that you've put in me and to be able to get a glimpse of of living my dream and what I want to do for a career and I thank you appreciate I'm, I'm appreciative of you for 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 forever and to all the Lee Scott fans that that tuned in and listened to me. I hope it wasn't too bad. I hope everything, hope everything sounded sounded all right. You're in really good hands with Jacob, and so man, I just I really appreciate y'all again. Ah, oh,
1: man, I appreciate you coming on, and you've been you've been extremely well and helpful to me, and, and, and you've been a part of a, a very special run here for Lee Scott Academy. As this will uh, actually secure my first full year as the voice of the Lee Scott Warriors. I took over April 1st of last year here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, and this completes my first full year with football, basketball, and baseball. And, man, what a year it's been. What a year it has been for this Lee Scott team, this Lee Scott program, this Lee Scott school. Lee Scott Academy is alive and well. And Lee Scott Academy competes in AISA 3A, state champions in football, made it to the Final Four in basketball, and made it to the Final Four in baseball. This team and this school are alive and well. And so, Christian Griffin, I appreciate you, brother, joining me throughout baseball season. It's been a fun one to – And it comes to an end, unfortunately, here on the campus of Glenwood School with Tim Fanning Field. Lee Scott falls in two games, five to three in game one and one to nothing in game two. Our next broadcast is going to be in August. Football season, folks. It is right around the corner. I promise you it will be here. Before we know it. And uh, stay tuned on the Lee Scott Sports Network Facebook page. We'll get you updates about the schedule, summer practices, tell you what we're seeing, all that type of stuff, and it'll be here before we know it. But to everybody that's tuned in all season long and all throughout football, basketball, baseball, here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic on au 100 au100fm.com and the AU100 app to everybody that has helped me as color commentators and everybody that has helped me set up uh, on the road. And at least, Scott, thanks to all the head coaches, uh, Buster Daniel for football. Tim Hudson here for baseball and uh, the athletic director and basketball coach William Johnson, thanks to everybody at Lee Scott the parents, you mentioned those Christian parents have been fantastic and, and their support is always big and, the, and the, the kids man, the kids are just so much fun to be around and to learn who they are and be a part of what is this Lee Scott family, so thank you all so much for tuning in tonight and all season and all year long until August, we'll be back then for Lee Scott football where the Warriors will try to defend their state championship ring and uh, that'll be here before we know it, so again Thank you all so much for tuning in to Lee Scott Athletics here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app. Congratulations to Glenwood. They're heading to the state championship. Lee Scott's baseball season is over in 2023. Until August, folks, stay safe. I'll talk to you later, and go Warriors.
0: You've been listening to Lee Scott Warrior Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic, Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Googe Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.